This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. It's also kind of funny to think about our kids being raised on the same property as a brewery. <laughs> like, <laughs> we might we'll see raised at a brewery. We'll, we'll see about that, but yeah, we'll figure out how to lock it, lock it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also didn't realize like this whole thing kind of has just evolved. Like we didn't even when we bought the property, we didn't know this was where we were going. Like we didn't know we were going to be moving here and opening a brewery. and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse. And today on the podcast, we're joined by, well, joined after a lot of wrangling and struggling <laughs> to nail this down. We have Jason and Sarah White here on the podcast, the owners of Sister Bay's first brewery and tap room, the Peach Barn. Jason and Sarah, thanks for finally making it into the podcast booth. We're so excited to be here. Thank, Thank you, you, Miles. There's a reason it was hard to nail it down. You guys are incredibly busy with not just the tap room, but three young girls. And Sarah, you have a full-time job of your own. Yep. So I don't blame you <laughs> or myself for missing a scheduled time. But thanks for finally getting in here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. You guys reopened for your second season in early May. And... Uh, I nailed you down right before July 4th weekend, so I feel pretty proud of this. <laughs> yes, we feel so lucky to be here. Well, one of the first things I wanted maybe for you guys to talk about, because you've been open since July 1st of last year, is that right? July 6th of last year. July 6th. And so just a year in, a lot of our listeners probably not familiar with the tap room. So for those who aren't familiar with Peach Barn, tell me, like, what is your business? What is this tap room? What is your brewery like? So we... We built this place to be a kid family friendly atmosphere. We took a bunch of different things that we've been to over the past probably 20 years overseas around Colorado, Madison, up here, any brewery that we went to or any place that we went to that we had something that we liked from it, we tried to put it into the, the tap room and the outdoor space. So what we, we did last year, we did a, an outdoor space and the outdoor space, we really focused on being family friendly, having a kid space. And since we do have three girls, we wanted, we always try to, when we travel somewhere, we, we always try to go places where we can get a beer or two beers <laughs> and the kids are not going to get hurt. They are going <laughs> to be entertained and we are just going to have a good time. Yeah. And it's really hard to find. You go, you go across the country and it's hard to find those places. You got to really search them out. There's great breweries, but they're not yes. family breweries. Yes. Yes. And even coming from Colorado, there's a ton of breweries, a lot of really, really, really good ones, but there's very limited ones for families that are mm. based on, on families. And We've been coming up here and Sarah's been coming up here for her whole life and it's a family atmosphere and we wanted to bring some of that here and and just focus on family. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. 
Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Some of Door County's best stargazing happens indoors. Every year at Door Community Auditorium, we present a star-studded lineup of concerts featuring artists like Brandy Carlisle, The Lumineers, Jason Isbell, Mavis Staples, Billy Strings, Beach Boys, and Buddy Guy. You're now listening to Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives returning to our stage in Fish Creek, October 22nd. Visit dcauditorium.org for a full calendar of upcoming events and to get your tickets today. You know, the first time I went there last year, I didn't know what to expect. I have that typical Door County native's suspicions of any new business, right? I'm like, all right, who are these people doing this brewery? I didn't know you guys from Adam, right? And went up there and I'm, and you just had the outdoor space, which is a pretty rare way to open a business. Yeah, we're going to be outdoors first in this, like, you know, who knows what the weather's going to be like. Let's make ourselves completely weather dependent. But and I walk out there and it's just this big lawn sprawling down in what used to be an auto body shop location, kind of near for those unfamiliar, across from Nicolay Banks location in Sister Bay, right next to the NWTC satellite campus. And on the other side is Jerry's Flowers. So up on that, like what Lisa from the Northern Grill calls uptown Sister Bay kind mm-hmm. of area. But yeah, I, I came up and I'm like, wow, this place has a sandbox. Like, how <laughs> many breweries have a sandbox? <laughs> and it was great because my I have a two-year-old and now a one-month-old, last year a one-year-old. So he's got something to do, some some place to play. And it's pretty safe, a lot of room to roam. So as a parent, like you said, like I, I, it's been amazing how much my perspective has changed, even though I have tons of nieces and nephews. But having your own kid and trying to get some sort of relaxation or just a moment, you know, because even the best kid's place, you know, it's, it comes in five to ten minutes spurts if you're lucky oh, yeah. of where you're like, okay, he's safe. Yep. <laughs> like he's not hurting something or somebody else or himself. But yeah, it, that's what you guys had with the outdoor space last year. That was so great. And then this winter, you did a ton of work on the inside spot. Yeah, so we've really tried to do everything ourselves. There's been maybe a couple things we've had some friends or family or experts help us with. But Jason has like the skill I didn't know he had when we got married. And it's been really cool to see him just build furniture and the bar was one of our dates. We actually poured a whole concrete slab together and redoing the floor and building a stage. And it's been really fun to just see kind of this vision come to life. And, you know, all around again, we kind of had our value centered around family and centered around just creating like a community space for people to come gather at. And, you know, when you think of Door County, it's, you know, oftentimes it's maybe the one time a whole large family gets together, you know, in the year. Right. And so it's like a space for that or a space to bring your dog or your child or your, you know, friends to just connect. And one of the things that's been really cool about the whole, what we've seen happen is people will run into each other there who maybe haven't seen each other in years. And so there's been all of these stories that, you know, we'll kind of see happen where there's new friends being made or old friends connecting and just like a comfortable comfortable seating, comfortable area, inside or outside, kind of try to make an area for every type of, you know, individual. So 
inside we've done like comfortable seating and we've done swing chairs and bar stools if you want to be up to the you know close to the bar and games and just make it really like simple and relaxing and easy is kind of what we're going for we based it around the family but at the same time when we get away from the family and go on date nights we wanted something like that too so we we spaced out everything accordingly so that you can kind of whoever comes can can kind of have their own spot yeah so i took a look in that the barn space the auto body space last summer before you had done a lot to it and then last winter once when you guys had a party in there and then to see it the finished product was pretty amazing like i didn't i didn't know where you guys were going with it but it's it's so much different than i expected that space could be which speaks one to my complete lack of design brain (laughs) skills but was it just kind of like something you came up with as you went or did you have that like a vision for that space from the beginning and that's like what you thought it would be we definitely made a lot of that up on this <laughs> on the spot as we went and it definitely evolved over time over the winter and what we what we originally thought it was going to kind of come out to be looking like and and doing yeah, I think I, I almost think everything changed. I mean, the bar top, we, we ended up pouring that slab, uh, a concrete slab on the bar top. We wanted that, then we didn't want it. Then we were going to do a, a wood slab, and then we ended up doing that because it was our original thing, and, and thank goodness we did. <laughs> but there were so many different things that, that it was almost like week to week, we would just look at things and be like, you know, what if we did this? I think that that'd be cool, or I think this would fit this group or whatever we we also bought a lot of furniture not knowing how to do anything <laughs> and where to space it and how it was going to fit together and we just kind of did it and it, it it's works working. i mean it's working. you go yeah. in there you're like yeah. this looks like somebody yeah. with a design mind came in here and said like here's what we're looking for yeah. so i mean the the final product looked great and he will say that we didn't have a plan in my head <laughs> We, we had a plan for what we thought it wanted, we wanted it to look like, but we knew, like, we were also really flexible in the plan, I would say. So, like... We knew we didn't want it to be a... Normal a typical, brewery. Yeah. Yeah, we were kind of going more for... Feel. We wanted to be more of a, a family room coffee, coffee shop, shop kind of feel. And that's what it, it definitely comes across. And it, it's just like a... It's, it's a really cool vibe in there, and that comes from, you know, a vibe of a place. I, I just wrote about JJ's last week, and... A lot of that story, I didn't realize it until my wife pointed it out last night. She goes, you wrote that whole thing. You didn't mention the food at all. I was like, wow, that's pretty rare that I write about a restaurant. And I'm like, did I just insult the whole family or something? <laughs> but it's JJ's was about the vibe. And that doesn't come from just having stuff on the walls or what you serve and stuff. It's about the vibe of the people you hire. And really, it comes down from ownership. And yours has a very chill, relaxed, family-focused vibe. And you guys... You guys live on site right there, right? You live in that house we do. on the other side, not to give away your, your home or anything on, yes. <laughs> for public record. But it's one thing I talk about with people a fair amount in Door County is it used to, like, when I grew up in Egg Harbor, you'd go down the street and each business, like the owners either lived in back or lived upstairs. So my school bus route, we stopped at like all the businesses through Egg Harbor We and picked up the kids who lived with the business owners there. And that's gone away a lot. That That doesn't exists the same way, but it does at your place. So what's it like living at a brewery with your three girls? Get a lot of looks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll climb over the fence and people will be like, can he do that? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, what's this guy doing over there? But I mean, it, it 
right now it works because our kids are so little. They're six, four, and three. And so with just the amount of time and the late nights that over the last 18 months we've been putting in, especially Jason, it's like, it's been really nice because, you know, if we, you know, he wants to come in and read a story before the girls fall asleep, like, but then go back out to work. It's, it's really, it's, it works for like what we're building right now, what we need right now. It's also kind of funny to think about our kids being raised on the same property as a brewery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we might we'll see, raised at a we'll, we'll see about that but yeah we'll figure out how to lock it lock it down yeah yeah <laughs> we also didn't realize like this whole thing kind of has just evolved like we didn't even when we bought the property we didn't know this was where we were going like we didn't know we were going to be moving here and opening a brewery it was more of we were going to be moving here but we were going to still we we're trying to figure out exactly what our plan was going to be well let's go back to that so. let's figure out this well-crafted <laughs> plan that you guys had and how this was the original vision and it's exactly where you thought you were going from the very start um i've heard some of the story and bits and pieces from you and uh, some of it secondhand but i've never actually heard from you guys like the actual story of how you ended up in sister bay and opening a brewery and yeah, I want you guys to tell me and the listeners at the same time, like exactly how did this all come about? Cause you guys were like kind of COVID transplants is my understanding, yes. but you tell it. Yeah. Do you want to start? Go ahead. So you, your family started this. Okay. So <laughs> my grandparents, Harry and Sally were their names, had five children and my mom was the baby, is the baby of their family. And when their second son was 19, he was in a car accident and passed away. And so they realized as a family to heal, they needed to find a place to just spend time together as a family. And that place became Door County. So they had, mm. they were in Kenosha. They had friends and family who would come to Door County. And they found a little slice of land in Garrett Bay. And they built a cabin and it kind of became their retreat. And generations now, I'm, you know, I have kids now. And so there's been many of us, over 150 of us who have, Door County has become our our mm. place. And we gather every summer. Many of my relatives actually live up here year round or during the summer seasonally. An overwhelmingly big family. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> For someone coming from a smaller family. <laughs> <laughs> so we always knew like Door County, it's always been like my second home and it's always been a place that we we knew we would be spending a lot of time I don't know if Jason always knew until he (laughs) I did not (laughs) (laughs) I think um, Sarah wanted us to our fourth of July was our holiday that we would always you know go places we would we were always on the east coast west coast around the U.S. and she would we would always make it a point to to do the fourth of July in a different city every year and she pitched coming up to here one year and I was like, man, being from Colorado, I'm like, Northwoods, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so. We're not going to do it this year. So we didn't, we didn't come to that, that one, the first year that she pitched it. The next year comes and she didn't really put up a whole big fight the oh, first time. She kind of let it go. <laughs> yeah. She let it go. And not like her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the second year, she goes, yeah, we're we're going up to Door County this year. And so I, I went up with her, and that was, what, 12 years ago? 13, yeah, something like that. And got up here, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You didn't show me any pictures. You didn't tell me any, <laughs> like, I thought we were going in the woods and, and just hanging out at, at, like, these bonfires. And, oh, man, it was I, I fell in love with the place 
right away, and we <laughs> haven't been anywhere else for the Fourth of July since then. So we <laughs> yeah. come, we've come up since then, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's been been a magical place, and and to see it evolve in the last even the last twelve years that that I've been coming up, it's crazy to yeah. see how big and and how many people are coming up and what it used to be. But it's it's so awesome to be a part of the community too. Yeah. It's a great, great spot. So then our kids started, you know, they've been now coming their whole lives to Door County for 4th of July. And two years ago we were, it was in the middle of the pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic. And we were leaving Door County after the 4th of July, after this amazing, you know, week and a half with family. And our kids were, you know, just like so upset to be leaving. And we were like, yeah, what are we doing? And I think during COVID, at least for us, a lot of our conversations and walks at night we're around like what what is like what are we doing how are we building our kids future and what do we want for our kids and well, where were you living full-time at the, you oh were yeah in Colorado yeah so, so we were so living, tell us like what were you oh, yeah. what were you guys doing out there yeah so the backstory to all of it is I was working in healthcare so I've been in healthcare my whole career running strategy and and um, innovation for health systems and that was really intense the last couple of years with COVID. And it's an obvious first step on the path to brewery. It, right, right, obviously, right. <laughs> and Jason has a few businesses in Colorado. I don't know. Yeah, I. You don't I, know what they are. Well, I don't know if you want <laughs> to talk about them. Don't, don't know them. <laughs> and I'm from Colorado originally. Okay. I'm from Fort Collins, up north a little bit, and. After her grad school, we were fortunate enough to have her get an offer out at one of the hospitals out there. And so we we moved out there from Minneapolis. And um, after that, I was I was in the middle of a my first career. Jason was a baseball I, player. I played baseball for a long time. I, I got drafted by the Orioles. Wow. I played professionally. And I tore my labrum. So I was in the middle of uh, coming back from that. And what position? What do you? Shortstop. Okay. Went to Iowa. Go Hawks. I, had no, I knew none of this. Yeah. Before, but uh, my uh, We my don't tell a lot of people. So now we're telling them on the air. <laughs> well, my brother-in-law is a Baltimore Orioles fan to the death and still is in, in the city. And oh my gosh. Was a longtime season ticket holder. So he'll he'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> now, now, next time he comes up here, he's also... Almost intolerable. So have, he's going to come and, and <laughs> chew your ear off and never shut up. So, but be ready. I'll, yeah. I'll warn you when he's in town. Yeah. You, so can, you can leave town. He'll be on a boat that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll get on the water. Um, <laughs> so are the bays recruiting you or is your labrum just toast? The the labrum's pretty toast. Um, <laughs> we I, I rehabbed it for about a year and a half and then and then went back. Didn't, didn't come back, mm-hmm. but I had injured it in college. It lasted another six, seven years after that. But we were out in out in Colorado and I started a peach distribution company out there. So I was weird weird like just fell into it almost. You're gonna say we another were, obvious transition yeah, from baseball. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> so baseball. Late. I was going to grad school out in Denver and I was coaching baseball at the time, coaching high school baseball, travel baseball, trying to get them to uh trying to get these kids to college and get them scholarships mm-hmm. into the next level. And one of my, one of my assistant coaches was posting on social media about all these peach, this peach stuff and selling peaches and on the side of the road. And I'm like, Hey man, 
joking with him. Hey, we can, you keep posting that. I'm going to, I'm going to defriend you on Facebook. I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> like, quit spamming me. And he's like, well, like come, come sell peaches on the side of the road with me. And I was in grad school coaching baseball and I'm like, oh, all right, I got time. So I, I go, I, I asked Sarah that night, I'm like, hey, or pretty much tell her, hey, I'm, I'm going to sell peaches on the side of the road at this gas station. And we're like newlyweds at the time. And I we am bought like, our first house. oh, we, my, I'm so embarrassed. No <laughs> and, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm selling these peaches on the side of the road. I thought he was and, like severely, you know, in a hole. She goes, what? Like, <laughs> okay. So I go do it make oddly really good money selling peaches on the side of the road wow. in Denver and come back. And that night we go to dinner, we're, we're eating dinner and, and I tell her how much and she goes, you going back to sell them tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We're doing that. So what it, what it evolved to was going from selling peaches on the side of the road to I, I ended up pitching a, a business plan and a business idea to the the farm out in Palisade, Colorado on the Western Slope and to be their distributor. And it then evolved a year later into making my own company and uh, distributing peaches for many of the farms out there. So so the Western Slope is is known for peaches, cherries, not as good, but good. <laughs> plums and and grapes like they have okay. a, a like a very small winery i guess i what are there like six of them six yeah. or seven of them yeah okay yeah um, so do you still do this the peach distribution? Yeah. yeah 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 we still do it yeah <laughs> yeah so we get them over there we get them across over the mountains and and into denver fort collins colorado springs boulder and so we've done that and, and we, we named it Peach Barn just because of that. We wanted to do a, a farmer's market here with peaches and uh, a lot of fresh produce and, and really from, from outside the region that you can't really get a whole lot of here. Yeah. But that, that's what made us name the, name the brewery Peach Barn. Well, that was one of my questions. Uh, so we covered that now. Like, uh, <laughs> Who knew there was a bunch of money selling peaches on the side of the road? Who knew? Me and my dad is a farmer. I, did, I didn't know that either. I've done that. My first job was selling strawberries oh, see? On the, out of a cooler at, in front of my grandmother's house when I was 10. It was not as lucrative for me. Um, I got my picture in the paper, but that was not a good thing for Miles Dan has an age 10. Yeah. Um, or even age 43. But the So you guys, you're doing this. You have this distribution business out there. You're working in healthcare. Yep. And then you're you're spending some time in Door County and then during COVID you come here just to to like get away and, and lock down and Well, so during COVID we actually we were living in Denver at the time. So we were in Denver about a decade and all of this kind of was centralized in Denver, but we would, you know, come to Door County and I have family in Door County and Madison. And we actually lost a niece kind of at the beginning of COVID and it was a really hard hard thing to process with our family and um, it was Jason's brothers um, and, and wife's child and so we actually moved to Fort Collins where my health system had a another location so I my kind of health system I was working for was really supportive we moved to Fort Collins and just were really connected as a family to kind of help each other through like this really horrible tragedy 
then my parents were going through some health stuff and so wanted to be closer to them. And so all of like the stars were aligning for us to kind of be in Fort Collins where Jason's family is based and then be in Wisconsin where my family is based. And so we were kind of trying to figure that out during COVID. And after the 4th of July week, we, and we got back in the car and started driving to Colorado, we had kind of always had our hearts set on this this little tiny cabin that we had been renting for years all the way at the tip in Gills Rock. And it turned out it, it was sold kind of within a family. So we started looking for another kind of small little this cabin. This isn't the one that sold for like double what it was listed at, is um, it? I think it was kind of passed down in a family. Okay. Yes. Because right. there was so, one up in Gills Rock. Yes. That was like the first sign for us here in the office. Is like, what wow, is this happening? real estate stuff is going bananas because... I don't know. There was just like a, I don't know, one bedroom, thousand foot thing that sold for insane number. We actually got in like right before the housing market kind of went wild. So we just, again, kind of feel like it got, we got lucky with the timing. Um, It was right when no one knew if it was going to be good or bad, or it was, it was that in between gray Mm -hmm. area that that was kind of scary. You kind of forget yeah. this now, but like at the beginning of COVID, you're like, this is going to crush real estate. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and we were right in that. And so we bought a house during that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Could have gone either way. <laughs> I think it was sometime in like, I don't know, maybe it was May of that year when Kevin Nordahl, a realtor who's been doing this for a long time, he goes, he goes, you know, there might be a story here in that like people are gobbling up vacant land up here. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm getting tons of calls every week of people looking for vacant land just to get out of the city and just to like totally. park a car. And I was like, real estate's going the other way. Isn't yeah. It? And he he's like, yeah, this is, it's weird. And then sure enough, like, I mean, it happened, you know, real estate is usually kind of a long, slow progression and it just happened overnight. Yeah. In that so stretch. fast. Yeah. Well, Wild. And, it, and I think it is like, it started happening in those, like those beautiful parts of the country that are, you know, maybe not as populated or, you know, that are. And I mean, we felt it big time in, in downtown Denver. We were like, what, I mean, we were, we were like, what are we doing here? What are we Mm -hmm. doing? We have loved living here. Yeah. Everything has been great. And like something's, something's wrong. (laughs) We got, we got to get out of here. Well, we would go on walks and like, we were like worried our kids were like going to get hit by a car or cause like all we could do was go on walks. Right. Like (laughs) during COVID it was like, but COVID made everyone think that, yeah. like, you needed land. You needed to get away from everyone. You needed your space and your privacy. And and up here is just the perfect prime spot for that. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday as we were kind of taking a trip back over the last three years, kind of like a PTSD thing of COVID, right? And I still think, like, Door, there can't be that many places that are better than Door County was to go through that. Obviously, the community's great, but like I live, I don't have like any enormous house and stuff, but I, I'm really lucky to have the place that I do. But I'm next to like 120 acres of orchard. Like every day during this, I could like meet up with friends and walk through the orchard. And so meanwhile, cool. my sister's in LA cooped up in a one bedroom apartment and with no parks open. Can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, yeah. What, and then with it put kids on top of that and it, you know, makes it even yeah. more complicated. Anyway, that could take us down a whole other tangent. <laughs> but you guys are going through this. Like it, 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 I say tangent, but it's really not. It's part of the thought process of what you guys are going through during this stretch of getting to experience coming up here, but having that city life. And you're going, well, what do we want to choose? Yeah. What What's important to you? And how does this 
decision come down? Yeah, we're really, uh, you'll find it really interesting how we make decisions sometimes. <laughs> so we're, we're driving through Iowa and... On your way back? On our way back, yeah. So we made a pit stop in Minneapolis where my brother and his wife had just had a baby. So we wanted to go meet the baby, but socially distance. So we met the baby, and then we're driving down uh, Minnesota to Iowa. And it's now probably like 1 a.m. or 1.30 in the morning, three little kids in the car, and we are on the highway, and we hit a fox in our this old minivan that we're driving and the you had to say that <laughs> it's always great to kill an animal with your kids in the car <laughs> with a, no, with a minivan, the minivan. The minivan. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're just worried about this. <laughs> i told uh, there's you not to say that there's a whole nother story behind the minivan <laughs> like, so uh, the bumper falls off of course and we have this 10-foot-long iPhone charger. And so Jason, like, Jimmy rigs the MacGyvers, the j- bumper, onto the van. And we're like, okay, clearly, like, we need to stop because we keep talking about Door County. And we it's now, like, 2 a.m. or 2.30 in the car. We want to make sure the car is okay. And let's just get a cheap hotel tonight. And, like, we'll make a better, clear-headed decision tomorrow because we've been talking about, well, we'd been talking about this Gills Rock property that we saw on Zillow. And we're now, we're like, you know, we really, we, we Different wanna, property than the yeah, one that- different one that we okay. had bought and different one that we had not, you know, that had been passed on to um, stay within a, a family. So we kept calling realtors and couldn't get a hold of anyone. And so- It was 2 a.m. Okay, <laughs> so now it's 2 a.m. So we stop, we sleep in a hotel and the next morning we- Note to local realtors. Always have your phone on. 2 a.m. Yeah, you never know when people are making these decisions. You might have lost right. a major sale. We are ready. And 2 a.m., we're like, okay, we, we're going to flip a coin. Obviously, that's the way you make a decision. If it's heads, we'll head back to Door County, and we'll go look at the property. Like, if it's tails, we'll go back to Colorado and, like, you know, like, go back to reality. Go cry. <laughs> and it was heads. <laughs> so we start driving back to Door County. <laughs> So are the girls wondering what's going on here? No one knows what's going on. We don't even know what's going on. (laughs) They're used to this. (laughs) They just roll with it. So they... Mom, Dad, we're we're heading north. What are we doing? doing? Let's keep playing with your toys. (laughs) Oh, man. To be stuck in a car with kids for more than... I know. We do it to ourselves, don't we? Double. Yeah. Let's drive across the country. So we make it it to Madison, and we're like... Going and all of a sudden a realtor calls us back and they're like, "Oh, that property like just sold." So we're like, "All right, let's turn around and go back to Colorado," because <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so we drive back to Colorado and while we're driving, we keep dreaming up. Okay, there's something about Door County. We're both really pulled to it. Like this makes sense. It's the right thing to do. We talk through, you know, logically all of the reasons we should do this, and then we find the property that we ended up buying you're you're like driving along looking at oh the listings. whole the whole 40-hour trip yes <laughs> and then you you come across the beautiful glenn's auto body location you're do. like that is it that is <laughs> that is exactly what happened <laughs> right honey yeah 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 that's a yeah <laughs> and you turned around and came back well no we went to colorado and we got a hold of a realtor and she was fabulous and Walked us through it all, and 
You can say her name if you want to. If you Amy, Amy Olson. Okay. No shame <laughs> and, in like plugging yes. somebody who well, does your salad. Like. And it worked because Amy was also the realtor for June, who we bought the June's house from. So June's okay. daughter-in-law. Okay. And so we had her, she was amazing and kind of helped coordinate. So she's making money on both sides. She's yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was, she's smart. She's very smart. <laughs> So, um, so we had her FaceTime us. Have you yeah. seen this property? Like, no. walking around Sister Bay, did you have like, a concept of what it was? We knew where it was. Yeah. And, and being up there, I mean, we knew exactly where it was, but we had never... Well, my grandma had gotten her car fixed there. Oh, know? okay. Well, but we yeah. had never been it, there. That, we had never been there. That speaks a lot for the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the house. <laughs> Sold. Got it. Yeah, done. <laughs> done, do it. Yeah. <laughs> we, knew, we knew the location, and we... We didn't. We never thought that we would be in Sister Bay. True. We always were picturing Elson Bay, Gills Rock, way up north, and and it popped up, and we're like, man, it's it's a really good location. You know, we can walk down that big hill and then walk up it, but we can get to the beach from there, and it's right off the main road, and it it's got two buildings on it, a yard, but. We also couldn't tell from the FaceTime, we couldn't tell how, how big of a yard, how, how big of a building it was, you know, everything's kind of skewed with, with a FaceTime yeah. video call. And <laughs> it's not quite the same. But, but we still made the decision from a video call. Yeah, and not a lot of sleep, probably. Yeah. But now it's now it all makes sense. And so you buy this and you've got to do something here. So <laughs> You just thought right away, like, auto body shop, we're opening a brewery? Mm, we, so it was, like, October when we bought it. So we, we came out kind of to look at everything. It was still during COVID, so I could work remote. And we spent about a month just kind of, like, making the house ours, kind of, right? Like, redid some floors and just a couple of, a couple things painted and things like that. And then started meeting with the village because it's – uh commercially zoned property. So we just had a bunch of ideas, like the um, fruit stand. We were picturing more more like seasonal summer business. Businesses that yeah. we could we could do but but still live on property. And we pitched a bunch of ideas. Bunch of ideas to the city. And after a bunch of ideas being turned down, we we came upon a brewery and we sat on it for what three months. Yeah, three months. We kind of went through all the the pros and cons, and if we could do it, and are people going to drink, come drink beer? I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're in Wisconsin, but are they going to? Are they? Are they going to come back to this this spot that's not on the main road? And you know, in this, like we we haven't even lived here. We're not a part of the community. What's going to happen with this place? And we had always said, like, when we were, you know, retired, we would love to open a brewery. That had always been for years. A tiny brewery. A tiny brewery. Tiny. Just and, like, and we're picturing, we're thinking, yeah. tiny brewery, tiny fishing town. Yeah. We're calling it a fishing town. Yeah. <laughs> and, but we're, like, very small. Very small. Yeah, that was, like, always, you know, just, like, a fun idea. Didn't realize it would come to fruition. Before my wife and I moved back up here. My wife was like, "You're you're not pulling." Like she would tell Dave, "Like you're not pulling them back to Door County. We're not moving <laughs> up." And she loved it up here, but she's like, "No, you're not. We're not doing this." And then, but she said, when we'd come up here, we'd drive through Ephraim, and she goes, "The one 
one way we'd ever moved up here. We can buy that old fire station, you know, the old oh, yeah. fire oh station, my gosh, and yes. open a micro bar. Yes. And she was just like, 12 good beers, yes. six stools on the road. Oh, my gosh. And just one bartender. Done. And, you know, I'm like, well, that's never going to happen. It's it's a museum. It is Scotty's place. <laughs> like, that is, that's not, it, it's not possible, so I guess we're never moving home. Now, luckily... She fell in love with it. Otherwise, usually looking at Chicago housing prices, that'll help somebody fall in love with somebody else. Yep. Yes. Or, or, not somebody, something, something else. else. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-oh. Um, but, yeah. but I do think, Ephraim Fire Department, if you want to do a fundraiser once in a year, oh, yeah. I will go and bartend at the micro bar at the fire station. That is a Ephraim. fabulous idea. We would well, come and be um, patrons. My wife is going to hate me for mentioning this on air because she still has hopes of that happening someday. Maybe it will. Maybe this is what, you, what fire one day. We also have beer to make that happen, too. Yeah. yeah Peach yes. Barn, pop-up, fundraiser yes. at the Ephraim Fire Department. I love it. We'll do this. We're making oh, it happen we're just by speaking it. it. Yes. Anyway, I totally interrupted the flow of this. I forgot what we were talking about. I'm also drinking... Sounds like a better idea. The Horse Tooth <laughs> Hazy IPA from the Peach Barn. So that this is... This might be the first podcast that I'm actually drinking while I record it, actually. I love it. It's possible. But anyway, um, where were we? Oh, yeah. You guys buy the property. Yes. And you're thinking brewery. And you had this dream potentially one day opening something in a fishing town. Yes. But how do you come to say yes to this idea if you percolate for three months? So then in February, we, I don't know, we, we looked at each other. We were actually back in Colorado. And w- weren't we in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, let's, let's do this. Like, we both just decided we're going to do it. I also we're, kind of... We're still mid-pandemic, too. Yeah, we're mid-pandemic. I kind of had a... Rash decision time. Yeah. Rash decision yeah. time. I have a weird series of events that happens in my life where I get a call from an old old boss of mine um, at Children's Minnesota, and she's, you know, hey, I'm looking for someone. You have the perfect resume for this. The job's remote. You just have to have an address in Wisconsin or Minnesota. And it was like the stars could not have aligned better for that. And, you know, I'm like, well, I just bought a house. We we just bought a house in Wisconsin, actually, like on a whim before she had called up, talked to me about this other offer. And so with just these, these kind of all of these things kind of in our universe started happening at the same time. And we looked at each other and we're like, we we have to do it. We have to try. (laughs) So I think we, we were like, what if we did this? Yeah. We're like, what if we didn't, I think? And we both were like, we would regret not trying. So it became like, all right, let's let's do it. Let's and pick up. Let's let's go across up. country and mm-hmm. let's try to figure it out. Yeah. That and we had awesome. actually just. That is awesome <laughs> to have the guts to do that. It was just say, I mean, obviously some things fall in place. Like you get this job <laughs> opportunity. So you're like, okay, we have a Health bit insurance. of a safety net. right? <laughs> yeah. But to pick up your lives and go somewhere else and just take a stab at something totally new. Like, did you have a background brewing or (laughs) friends? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been brewing for about 12 years. Okay. Home stuff, just hanging out, brewing beer. And I think the first, the first beer that that we brewed was just because we didn't want to pay $8.99 for a six pack. (laughs) So, (laughs) or we couldn't. We couldn't. One of the two. And so it just kind of, kind of evolved from there. Okay. And what we do, I I played baseball, played college baseball with one of the owners down in Madison at Carbon Four. Okay. And so on our after we had pitched it to the village, we went down there and we talked. I talked with him and was like, "Hey, 
like this is going to be a, a bigger operation. This is like, should I do this? Like you guys have, have now had a brewery for 10 years and we've watched them grow this whole thing, him and his brother. And they, he was like, yeah. And you, you, we brew the beer here. Like we brew it there and, um, you can bring it up there and kind of, kind of just went from there. So you do a lot of contract brewing with them at we Carbon do. 4. Yep. Yeah, we do that, and which is great beer have, as well. By the way, Carbon Four, yeah. we've had them at the beer fest before. They're they're they're, they're, awesome. oh, they're so good. They they do so many different things, and and they're they're always on the cutting edge of everything. And they're just really big supporters too. Like the beer community is all about like it's a lot of collaborating, a lot of community. It's a really like encouraging and inviting community. Yeah, um, I mean, kind of like Door County actually. So it's been really like welcoming for us. Really welcome. Yeah, and then Jason grew up in Fort Collins. Which they have some beer there. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We have quite a bit of beer. Yeah. The the original mechanic on the New Belgian canning line was was my next door neighbor growing up. So I'd hear him. He was I called him motorcycle man because he was (laughs) on a motorcycle at two a.m. going to fix a canning line that had broken down over at New Belgium, and and so it. I have I have best friends that their parents own breweries and and so it's just been a been a hobby really of mine and and something that I I really enjoyed and and something that we knew that we were gonna kind of kind of get into it at some point in our life um, just weren't really expecting to get into <laughs> it now and in, in more of a resort town and it just kind of kind of fell into place with, with that and then do you, now you have I know last year you you. You get the location, you get it going, and now are you doing some brewing on site, or is it the, the long term plan to do some brewing on site? Plan is to do some brewing on site. Yep, we have a, a five barrel system that we're still waiting on a kettle to come in. Should have been here in October, <laughs> uh, so so maybe it'll be here tomorrow. It's probably on a ship somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're we're planning on doing uh, small batch seasonal releases here. Okay, what's next? I mean, poems? you guys, what's po- it? The poems. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at the label. As I said before, I'm drinking the Horse Tooth IPA from Peach Barn. We have a couple other beers in here as well. I, I would steal Matt Stone's gimmick and, like, pop the top here right here, but I won't do that. <laughs> I, I have respect for you, Matt and, and Frank. So each can has a little special writing on it, a, a poem, and it's written by your sister. Yes. Yes. So, so well, first of all, maybe talk about this particular can of beer okay so this, and why you named it this deal so um so this this one's called where harry met sally so my grandparents names are actually harry and sally so each, which is pretty cool which itself. is pretty cool yeah so each beer we like there's a whole story behind each one of our beers and to be honest naming the beers and like designing the cans has been a really fun part of the whole journey who does that for you like, who does your label? We do. Jason. <laughs> You're looking at them. Nice. They're awesome. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. Uh, so each one has, like, a whole story behind it, and it's they're, they all probably we could write a whole, you know, a whole novel about each each name of beer. And what we had my sister do, so she's a she lives in Sturgeon Bay. She's a geochemist, but then she's also just a writer, and it's kind of one of her passions. She was actually at Write On for this last year doing a, a, a program there, and she just loves loves to write, loves Door County. So as we were talking to her about all the beer names, she offered to write a little story, like a, a poem for us that kind of 
embodies like the story behind why we named the beer, what we named it. So where Harry met Sally, that's our farmhouse ale. That's kind of our staple beer. It's I think right now it's our most popular, right, honey? Yeah. Uh, by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. kind of like, yeah, it's just like that solid farmhouse ale. So the poem is, love is a legacy that lasts and grows. Three generations later, we're planting seeds, sprouting families, and still drinking beer. It's kind of just a testament to like what my grandparents created, Harry and Sally, with like this love of all of all of this large family coming back to Door County. Um, and that's what actually brought us up here too. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was the very beginning of, of us now bringing our family up here. Yeah. And and Jason's family. and That is really cool of like, A, to have that old connection and then to have a sister who can write that for you mm. <laughs> and then to be able to pull off the beer to put this out and put this on a can. And now it begs a question for everybody who picks it up. Like, what is this about? Mm. And you maybe get a little bit about it from just reading it, but then as you get to know you guys and know the brewery, you kind of know that, that, like, how much more is there? Like, it's this thread through generations that ended up in this product and you guys raising a family in Door County ultimately. Yeah. And what's been neat is even some of the, our customers will, you know, they know my grandparents or my grandfather was a doctor in Kenosha and, you know, delivered some of the people who are now coming to Door County, right? And they'll <laughs> come and like share that story with us when we're working behind the bar. So it's been fun. This might be a right on program that we will <laughs> add. I, for listeners who don't know, I'm on the board of directors at Right On Door County. So now my staff is going to be frustrated because I'm going to propose a, a, a whole new class of writing beer labels. That's yes. going to be a new program at Right On. <laughs> because if I if I end the, the podcast before I crack another beer, then it's going to look bad if I do it at my desk. So I'm just going to try <laughs> another one here. Um, which is your... So we brought a couple of... Uh, sm- uh, we brought the hard smoothie for you. And then we brought two of our seltzers. So the hard smoothie is a seltzer, but then... The other two that you have in front of you are also seltzers. We also brought the Jersey Chaser IPA. So I'm going to do the road tripping, skinny dipping, hard smoothie. For people, and the label says peach, strawberry, pineapple, hard smoothie. But you're saying it's a seltzer. Yes. And Gluten-free. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't matter to me who eats pizza <laughs> and all my son's <laughs> leftover toast every morning. But what is a hard smoothie for those who have not yet dared to try one? It's a seltzer with a bunch of puree in it that's really good that makes it yeah it's a little bit a little bit thicker than a than a normal seltzer but it's i like that way better than the seltzer actually yeah right like i agree yeah Yeah, it doesn't taste like a seltzer and we we did it for for beach boat summer door county we kind of we kind of just based it around i mean a lot of our beers we we based pretty much every one of them about kind of where could you drink this beer in Door County (laughs) and like what time and like who's going to do it. And so each one of them is based about like, where are you going to do that? And kind of like meeting the needs of every customer we have. So like not all of our customers actually like beer. So finding different, you know, this kind of challenging us or Jason to come up with other ideas. It's kind of like Husby's back in the day. We, we had to put a salad on the menu, even though we didn't know how to make one. Just got to figure it out. People eat salad? Yeah. We made bad ones. Um, but They're good. Borderline satisfy somebody. <laughs> well, what else do people need to know about Peach Barn? Like, maybe we should tell them when you're open. Oh, yeah. Um, Every day, 11, 11, 11 to, eight. to 8. And our new thing this year is we have live music. 
So about, gosh, at least once or twice a week, we have live music. Is it a specific day or is it just kind of check the calendar and keep up with it? Right. This year, check the calendar and keep up with it. (laughs) Okay. I think after doing, this is our first year of doing it and we were completely experimenting with it. (laughs) Didn't know what to expect. And I think we'll, we'll, next year we'll have a, a set schedule with, with it for the whole entire summer. But um, for this year, it's, it's kind of random, <laughs> but it's been, been really good that so far. We've had a couple indoor performances uh, that have done really good, and the outdoor is just so chill, and mm-hmm. it sounds great out there, and it's just bring your families, bring your lawn chairs, blankets, and, and kind of hang out in the sun, and, and it's, it's more of a, it's a Door County feel. Yeah. You come, come and hang out with whoever you want to, who, whoever your loved ones are, and, and listen to live music. Yeah. You guys could take it up another level and just hire a babysitter to watch everyone's <laughs> kids when they're there, and then it'd be hard to get some people to leave, like this particular person right here. You're um, not the first to rec- <laughs> make that recommendation. Or maybe some entrepreneurial high school kids yes. could come there and be like, just hold up a sign, available for babysitting as yes. you walk in, $25. For 25 bucks, drop they your kid off. Like, I would actually do that. Like mm-hmm. Ikea. They would make bank. <laughs> That would, is like, that is it. a fortune. Yes. Like, like <laughs> double your regular rate. Well, no, $25 would be r- roughly about the regular, regular rate. Regular rate. For right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> ugh, I know. I pound my head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I know. I remember babysitting growing up, and I, I'm pretty sure I made like $100 a week for like a 40 hour babysitting. Yeah, it's like gig. a $3 an hour it type was, of game. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that's People definitely. like their kids a lot more. They like is want, that what they, it is? I think they, they pay premium for better service now because I didn't know what I was doing when I was like, but back in, back in the day, you could babysit when you were like seven. That's so true. So, yeah. Um, now people are like, well, are they 18? Like, well, they're, you they're in college. The, yeah. You're taking the babysitting course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> babysitting course. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, not to denigrate any babysitters or the people who teach babysitting courses. (laughs) This is going off the rails. Um, Well, this has been a ton of fun and it's been really great to see you guys get this thing off the ground and really like put your blood, sweat and tears into this property and, and make an imprint in the community and get a, and be a a part of this community so fast. And as a Gibraltar graduate and a parent of somebody who will one day go to Gibraltar, I just like seeing more kids in our district. So I I appreciate that as well. Thanks for bringing your offspring to the community (laughs) and um, bringing another like sister Bay's first brewery, which is kind of amazing that sister Bay is kind of the last spot of all the big Northern door towns to end up having their own place. So thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's been awesome having this conversation with you guys. We are so grateful to be part of this community. And yeah, thank you so much for welcoming us. It's been awesome. It's been, been a great move. The, the community has been beyond what we expected with the, the businesses, the, the people, the support, everyone who, who's been to our place or we have brought our kids to all the people it's just been awesome thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to the door county pulse podcast if you want to support us at the pulse check out doorcountypulse.com shop where you can get a weekly pulse subscription purchase some incredible door county artwork from pulse artist ryan miller and much more we hope you've enjoyed the door county pulse podcast and we will see you next time